0: Hello and welcome to All Systems Argo. Today we're looking at 1935 Best Picture winner, It Happened One Night. It Happened One Night is a classic romantic comedy. It centers on spoiled heiress, Ellie Andrews, who falls in love and runs away to marry King Wesley, a showboating pilot and hunter, against the will of her wealthy father, who offers a bounty for her return. While on the run, Ellie meets failing newspaper reporter Peter Warren, who agrees to help her find her new husband in exchange for an exclusive story. On their journey to meet her husband to be, the two evade capture but can't evade their growing feelings for one another. It happened one night is the first film to take home all 5 major Academy Awards. But over 7 decades have elapsed since its historic wins. So how will such a timeless tale fare when compared to Argo?
1: There was a period where Nick, Wilson, and I
0: were talking. It was very funny.
1: Around a minute and a half. (laughs) And we couldn't hear the other one, and we were both, like, going through a thought, just monologuing. Jess could hear both of us and did not say anything (laughs) for over a minute. I thought
0: they were competing. I thought it was a weird testosterone thing. (laughs) i thought one of you would stop i was like neither one of them is backing down
1: (laughs) oh well just like clark gable and claudette colbert won't back down that's right welcome to all systems argo i'm screaming where we look at it happened one night and compare it As always, to 2012's Best Picture winner, Argo. Uh, I'm Jamal, joined, of course, as always, by my co-host Jess. Jess, how are you?
0: I'm doing pretty great. Even better now that Argo's over. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Always true. Every single time. Argo, every time, forever. (laughs) Jordan, how are you?
2: I'm doing just fine. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm a bisexual trash pile and also I'm a podcast host in my own right.
1: So happy to have you.
2: <laughs> the, pl- the pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a privilege.
1: <laughs> True. Correct. So this episode, we watched, uh, as previously stated, It Happened One Night, 1934, Best Picture winner, uh, starring, of course, Clark Gable and Claudette colbert 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 it is colbert okay anyway uh was the best picture winner won actually five oscars uh the first of only three movies ever to win all five of the major academy awards best picture best director best actor best actress best actress and best adapted screenplay why is adapted screenplay the major award
0: Question mark question mark, question mark
2: uh, well, there have been uh in the past, there have been uh best adapted screenplay winners like uh spotlight uh, for, uh, and, uh, and green book and green book ah, oh, so it's clearly among the top cream of the crop also you know <laughs> most uh most hollywood pro- productions are adaptations.
1: This is true. You do get quite a lot of them. Uh, From what I'm seeing, apparently best screenplay can refer to adapted or original. So that makes sense. Mm. But you do get a lot of adapted.
0: Um,
2: Wider pool? Wider
0: Ah! (laughs) pool. I'm searching for an
2: inaccuracy.
1: (laughs) There are only two other movies to... uh, Win all five. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, and previous all systems Argo contender Silence of the Lambs. Ah,
0: okay. Kind of odd. Very strange.
1: <laughs> A little strange, but you know it is what it is. Anyway, uh, so Jess and Jordan, had either of you ever seen it happened one night before?
0: No, I had not, not even
2: before. once. Nope.
1: I had not either, and. You did mention, Jordan, you've seen Argo, though.
2: I have seen, I have. I saw it once in theaters, and I saw it another time uh, during a uh, history class, uh, a U.S. history class. They did and not show that in your U.S. history class. Yeah.
1: That is its, that, I think that's its, like, natural state. Mm-hmm. Wild.
2: Wild to me. Yeah.
1: Like, not amazing history class.
2: Yeah, an, un- an unremarkable history class that was in May when my teacher stopped uh, caring and wanted us to all just study for exams at home. <laughs> that is amazing.
0: <laughs> That's when you get up and watch Argo. Checks out. They really said not a documentary. <laughs> 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 ben Affleck, it'll do. This is so
1: much more engaging, he said,
0: lying. <laughs> <laughs> literally a documentary would be both more uh true and more interesting and at the very least more colorful
1: honestly oh what a choice i'm unbelievable choice if i'm being frank
2: i i mean you know it is it is a piece of us history uh <laughs> what i mean yeah
1: (laughs) sort of seems like it's part of a much bigger piece of iranian history but like we don't care about that i'm
0: screaming
1: on this show (sighs) anyway so uh how was argo to you this time
2: this time well i am no longer in uh i'm no longer in 11th grade (laughs) Mm. Uh, main difference main difference which is a huge which is a Important. huge difference and i have seen many more movies since argo <laughs> uh and which has made argo uh significantly uh worse in my in my esteem uh i have also um also now that i am no longer in 11th grade i have doubled down what? on um on my anarch anar- anarcho-marxist views uh so uh, I find uh, all of the uh, CIA uh self-flagellation to be just absolutely uh, uh, insufferable this this time around.
1: Mm. Now it's important to note that we don't support Antifa on this podcast. So I'm just putting you on notice. Okay, well Is... when you
2: ask me at the end if I want to plug anything, I will know not to mm-hmm. not to plug anti-fascism. <laughs> 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 we can't be yeah, out
1: please here don't plugging plug the anthem. concept of of
0: anti-fascism certainly please. not plugging all black clothes and fighting fascism
1: we stand the cia on this podcast
0: <laughs> clearly our allies did you know that the guy who did the cia
2: rebrand dated azalea banks no what the graphic? The graphic artist who did that the no. CIA logo rebrand uh, had a fling with um with rapper and uh, Elon Musk uh, accomplice. <laughs> it
1: maybe maybe it was an inside
0: wrong. job. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't do this. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Are You okay? You okay, Jess? Yep,
0: I'm good. I'm just thinking about all the CIA rebranding. New year, new look.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, new year, new me. And uh, that's true even for the Central Intelligence Agency.
0: Don't you realize that the CIA is a diverse, open group of individuals? They're the nation's first uh, line of defense, Jamal. When I think CIA, that's
1: actually not the acronym that I think of. Because the acronym I think of is
0: BIPOC.
2: Oh, wow. Uh,
0: (laughs) Clearly, that's what reflects America. I gotta tell you,
2: you you see BIPOC. I I see LGBTQIA+.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... As long as we're all just certain that the CIA are unquestionable allies to minorities, obviously, and just also, you know, non-American countries in general, Mm-mm-mm. I think it's important to make that clear. So audience, I'm not sure if you've uh, you've c- caught on yet. We really don't want to talk about Argo.
0: <laughs> really <laughs> Not this time, folks,
2: not this time.
1: really, just absolutely nothing. <laughs>
2: But oh I do I do want to talk about uh because I did cuz uh Jess was very clear that we were watching the extended cut uh the which is a version I have not seen before uh and uh I found out uh what's in the extended cut and Jamal it's linked to why Taylor Schilling's name is the last in the credits. What? Okay. And that's on, on research. <laughs> yeah. I I did, I did I did some cursory research. So Okay, the two-hour theatrical cut of Argo was the one that Ben Affleck made uh, after uh, he did t- he did test screenings. Uh, his test screenings, um, he got the sense that people were kind of uninterested in Tony Mendez's family life. So,
1: wow, I wonder
0: why.
2: I'm screaming
0: probably because his wife blends into the phone and the background. <laughs>
2: All blue. The only thing you see is her face and her hand holding the telephone. Right. You. It's it's all through it's all through the telephone and through and through postcards. It's all super impersonal. And so,
0: except for when she's with her uh, lesbian partner, that's helping to raise uh, Ben Affleck's child, and that's not in the theatrical cut.
2: <laughs> Yo, what? they said it's too gay. Okay, so pretty much everything in the nine minutes that are in the extended cut. Is Taylor Schilling scenes. Wild. Uh, that's why she's last in the credits, because she's only there, she's mostly there for the extended cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's amazing. I am
1: bowled over.
0: I that's amazing. That means that when we did the Kramer vs. Kramer episode, there's a large portion of our audience who does not understand why we are talking about her. <laughs> well, we
1: talk about. I think a large portion of our episode. audience has not seen Argo in a long time.
0: I have faith that all of you have watched Argo.
1: I just do want to say to our audience, <laughs> real quick, uh, if you're gonna watch, if you're gonna listen to this podcast long term, and you, of course, are, uh, watch the extended cut of Argo.
0: And then you never have to do it again. We're doing it for you
1: forever. If you've already seen the movie recently, maybe just watch the extended nine minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We would never make you rewatch the full movie.
1: What are we psychopaths? (laughs) Well, that's crazy, Jordan. That's That's legit. I. So what we signed up for when we unwittingly chose the extended version was more Taylor Schilling. Yes.
0: Honestly, and sh- more bad dad moments and more Taylor Schilling being a reasonable but upset mother. Valid.
1: Like she's not worse than anything else in the movie. She's
0: just as great. It's as all the rest at of the, the movie.
1: same level. Just as great is very good. <laughs> We talked about this a lot in our viewing, that everything just sort of blends into the same tone, where you can't tell nothing stands out.
0: Except for the
1: lady in the red suit. Well, I think that was more of a you thing.
0: (laughs) She's the only person wearing a bright color, and she's in literally one second Like there's one second where she's on the phone and she's like, she says like one line as the receptionist. And honestly, I feel like they only gave her one line because she breaks. She was daring and she broke the shitty color palette of this fucking movie by wearing the wrong color. One, the wrong color to the set.
1: You know what? I support this reading. Do I remember this person? No. She was not a breakout
0: actress, and they cut her out. <laughs> How dare they!
1: You're going to point it out to me next time we watch it, and this is going to be literally an insert shot of one person for one second.
2: <laughs> there it has really to be a is. even more extended cut where there's <laughs> re- exactly. more scenes of the woman in the red suit. Clearly,
1: release the red suit cut. <laughs>
2: release the red suit cut blink and you missed it
0: we dare you help this young woman start her career
1: (laughs) please mr affleck nine years later
2: (laughs) benjamin please Please. throw us a fucking bone
1: (laughs) honestly we're we're literally providing your movie with so much business that's not true we bought it one time
0: We did buy it one time.
1: We bought it one single time. (laughs) Um, uh, But the movie is, it's like, I, I feel like we've probably talked about this before because we've talked about everything about it before. But it's really focused on realism in the worst ways possible. Because realism is like... Oh, this seems real? But not not in a way where it's actually real. Like, a ton of things are made up and not as they were. But not in a way where it's exciting. Or ahistorical <laughs> in a cool way. It's just, ah, we're going to have this airport chase, but it's not going to be fun.
0: That being said, like, everything is supposedly real except for the dialogue. Mm. <laughs> This West Wing dialogue. (laughs) And as someone who hasn't seen the West Wing, I just assume that the West Wing is just as great as this movie. Uh, Only to be enjoyed by uh, the most uh, middle ground person. Middle
2: ground, (laughs) center left. Maybe even right. It is...
1: It is the centrists like crowning achievement that show it, it's less greyish because it's the 90s
0: ah so it's just it's less greyish, but it's still another movie where white people feel like they don't have to make decisions wow yes, yes. and it is an <laughs> it is an eight
2: season show
0: and look i summed it up in one sentence
2: <laughs> white people who feel like they don't have to make decisions
0: Damn, I'm good. Which is a
1: real problem I because the one weapons, of them is the president. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, takes a negative toll on governance. Uh, I was gonna say, Jess, if you've seen any other Aaron Sorkin thing, you you would know you kind of get it. But why would you have seen any Aaron Sorkin thing?
0: Honestly, I'm really on brand by not having seen any Aaron
2: Sorkin things. You haven't seen Social like, Network. No. <laughs> Why would they have seen the Why social? Why would I have network? seen that? <laughs>
1: uh, I, don't know. I I'm honestly right, what else? What other Aaron Sorkin joints?
0: Throw it at me. I promise I haven't seen it. You haven't trial seen Steve of Trump. Chicago Seven. Nope. Nope. Steve Jobs. Wait, Jamal, what was yours?
1: Uh Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, I haven't
0: seen that either. Uh
1: Studio 60 <laughs> of <No. laughs> the sunset Strip <laughs> Solid nope. Sports Jess, Radio. Jess hasn't, Jess hasn't seen Sports Night. Nope. Sports Night. That's it. It's news radio. It's <laughs> news, Why it's is
0: there a movie called Sports Night? It's who's a television These are all shows. Oh, okay.
2: I'm like, who's watching this? And you haven't seen The Newsroom? Nope. Yee. I forget about that one. You haven't seen A Few Good Men either?
0: Nope. Well, <laughs> they're not made for me as the intended audience.
1: They are powerful white men energy.
0: If they were made for me as the intended audience, I would absolutely watch them. <laughs> <laughs> the same reason I don't watch Saturday Night Live.
1: <laughs> I mean, fair. fair. It is a similar audience. <laughs> it's yeah, the
0: exact it's... same audience. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Sorkin Saturday Night Connection. Centrists who want to think they're smart. White centrists that want to think they're smart.
1: We really don't want to talk about.
0: <laughs> well, I told you I wanted to talk about the lady in the red suit. <laughs> what is you her have life? like? You know, <laughs> we're being a well, woman working in that male office where they're all saying all those awful things. <laughs> do, do you mean the White House? Wild.
1: You got me. That building. Oh my gosh. I mean, to be fair, the White House being described as that building where (laughs) white men say all those awful things is (laughs) (laughs) maybe the most accurate. (laughs) Okay, uh, Fuck <laughs> this. Let's talk about It Happened One Night. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god. That was a,
1: so much fun.
2: This is the horniest Best Picture winner ever. It
0: really the is! The kink! The kink! <laughs> Wild he to me! So he, he literally calls her a brat throughout the whole movie. Also slaps right? her within the first two minutes. Or she, her dad slaps her in the first two minutes.
1: packing. Wild. <laughs> A long conversation uh, no wonder this came out like five months before the Hayes code. <laughs> There's, no way. There's no chance
0: this could get done. oh my God, so horny it really is i oh, i I was
1: not prepared for there to be. Five hundred percent brat tamer energy.
0: Oh, <laughs> t- <laughs> you can't say brat tamer on the pod. <laughs> no, Jamal. You know?
2: But Clark Gable says brat. Literally says brat. I'm he says it
1: like it's a
0: pet name.
2: Which he really is- does. Oh my god, he so does.
1: It's not a. It's not a pet name unless
2: it's a pet name. Like you don't get to. Like it's not. They even do like role play, like poverty themed. Break poverty
0: role play. Oh my god, that was so wild! I wish I was a plumber's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: so uh, like I've never seen a kink be born before.
0: <laughs> they really said, "Let's popularize it." A kink is born. <laughs> oh my gosh i'll take it over a star is born any day i'm
1: screaming
0: same (laughs) another movie not targeted toward my demographic (laughs) well yeah (laughs) um i guess you're not that kind of gay i'm not that kind of gay (laughs) i happen to be (laughs) I, i see that
1: i mean there, there, there's a lot of weird, problematic elements of this movie too. I mean, I don't love.
2: Yeah, you know, there's one black
1: character. everything about the dynamic.
2: What's there's that? one black. There's one black. Black character. people do
0: exist in this universe. Black person. That's black true. Person. One black man exists in this universe. <laughs> it's but like, possible.
1: But there's so much fun. The movie is so much fun. It
0: really is, and I will watch it again. Absolutely. Full of every every
1: side character is so full of life.
0: Oh
2: my god. they they've got just like I mean let's just let's just
1: go through the side characters, right? Okay. Uh weirdly aggressive bus driver.
2: Hold on, we haven't even, we even talked about her stuffy father. Stop. Well, he's Mr. he's Andrews. like a main character,
1: but yes. Mr. Andrews, who is like a Straight up villain for the first half and
0: then is a matchmaker? He's he's both sim- simultaneously the villain and he's also like, but I just want my daughter to be happy. Don't marry this guy because he sucks. Marry this other guy that I don't know because he doesn't want my
2: money. But then at like, the <laughs> halfway point, he like gives up. He's like, okay, you win.
1: Yeah. And then he's like, I'm on your side.
0: Just come home, please. Just don't jump out of the window of the boat again. Wild that. Okay, honestly, I knew I was going to like this movie because it starts off with her jumping out of the boat in order to escape her overbearing father. That is hilarious. It, it literally was like a bit.
1: So that she can marry someone who is named King, King Wesley. Wesley.
0: And on top of that, like the fact that she jumps out of this boat, it's not like she's jumping to another boat. She just swims. She just swims. Swims where? Off screen. Like,
1: she's like, I wish you'd let me out of this boat. And I'm like, you're in the water. You can't go off to where? She swam. And then she where? showed
0: me. She really did. She yeets herself over the side <laughs> and keeps swimming. They can't
1: catch her and they have both.
0: <laughs> she's so fast. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> she really said track I, star?
1: And and her father who does not want her to marry King Wesley who will loop around to. But like the father's character is if they were like, okay, we're going to we're going to throw all of Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof. Three hours of movie into one character's 15 minute arc. (laughs) (laughs) Starts out real mean, aggressive, slappy. By the end, uh, he's just, he's moving heaven enough to make his daughter happy. (laughs)
0: He's just trying to make her happy.
2: Wonder of wonder, miracle of miracle.
0: If she chooses to ditch (laughs) the guy at the altar, there's a car in the back.
2: I'll pay you
1: $10,000, which, by the way, it's a lot of money.
0: (laughs) That's a lot of money. Yeah, Yeah, it's so much money. And he pretends like it's not a lot of money. It's so much money.
1: Like, I think he he offers 10K for her return, which um, is nearly $200,000 now.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Money to burn. (laughs) <laughs> that bitch would have also, been turned what a- over. <laughs> 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 what a what
1: a daring brave movie to set be set uh during the great depression and ask us to empathize with a uh,
2: defiantly rich lady sounds like america okay but it's kind of it's br- kind of brilliant because like in the same way that like in the same way, and Jess was, like, mentioning it, like, while we were watching Argo, but, like, in the same way that, like, Gone Girl plays on, like, the knowledge of, like, Ben Affleck as a persona and as, like, a movie star uh, to get you, like, in, um, to get you to hate this, hate his character, uh, these two people with glamorous movie star looks... Honestly, are there in this sea of people who look so downtrodden and so fed up, and they just bring the comedy? And they, it, that's the joke that these two movie stars are moving through this world with difficulty.
0: Like, the fact that
2: they're poor is the joke.
0: <laughs> like, I couldn't stop myself from laughing when he's like making her a bed out of straw. And you're like, there's, you're looking at these people and you're like, there's no way they don't have a dollar in their pocket.
2: Like, it's true. It's very obviously Clark Gable. Like, this is like, yes, it is Peter Warren's, the character, but we are looking at a man who is brimming with charisma and who looks great with his top off.
1: I'm screaming. Now let's, now let's, let's, let's go into that because Clark Gable, a
2: weird looking man. Okay. Clark Gable looking weird. Okay, here's here's the, here's a the fun fact. Uh, there is a scene in in it happened one night with Clark Gable that is a reference point for Bugs Bunny. Wait, gnaws. ah, Bugs Dooley. Uh it is. uh it is the scene. It is the hitchhiking scene where he gnaws on a carrot while he talks fast. Oh, that makes sense. Fritz Freeling, one of the Warner Brothers animators, used that scene from It Happened One Night of Clark Gable eating a carrot while talking fast as a reference point for uh for Bugs' character animation. Yeah.
0: You really think and Clark they Gable use looks good. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> In this Holy. movie? Oh, I mean, I'm not familiar with Clark Gable's looks. So, I didn't grow up with Clark Gable. I've not seen a lot of Clark Gable.
2: You're gonna have to watch Gun with the Wind for the show. I'm no, no, I'm not looking forward to watching that again.
1: <laughs> <sighs> it's three hours long. Um, it's four hours long. Jiminy, uh, I mean, Clark Gable, tons of charisma. He just he got a weird looking face in this movie. Is all. Is it
2: to is me. It like his overbite?
1: I think it's his hair partially, and the, I mean, the whole mustache. I thought situation. he was looking like a
2: wise guy. <laughs> he was mostly wearing a hat. You, yes.
1: Well, he was looking like a wife. I think that's it. It's that, like, Clark Gable to me reads as character, actor, and henchman. One of my notes is Clark Gable has henchman energy. (laughs) I'm screaming. He's great. But, like, also.
0: He looks like, to me, the slick, like, what is it? The, like, slickster, like, dude energy.
2: Like,
1: Con man fast
2: talking. Yeah. 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 But that's the energy that works for Peter Warren's, a writer oh, who absolutely. is bad at writing and great at talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, a reporter who in the in the movie does almost no writing.
0: Does uh, almost no writing he... and only talks himself out of a couple situations. He's clearly also not, not, seem... not that great at talking. <laughs>
1: does not seem like he particularly wants money like he not really chasing the dollar in the movie no it's weird
0: he really is not and the way in which uh toward the end he's like yeah i'm not here for the 10k fuck your money (laughs) 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 he's just there for the 40 dollars uh Oh, the my reveal God.
1: that the character what has unimpeachable reveal. integrity is great.
0: <laughs> it is a wild reveal, considering he has been uh, rude mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically a Sudare character for like the I'm whole screaming. movie. <laughs> He's been a tsundere, which and. Uh, just like being mean to her on purpose and the whole movie because he likes her and then (laughs) then you get to the end and he's just like yeah actually I'm just a super honest straightforward kind of guy and you're like that's the reveal (laughs) he
1: he is such an unceasing dick for the entire movie (laughs) like at some point and for the first hour of this movie he's right this the movie is just like now nah, he's right
0: yeah they really are nah, like fine. when she fell in his lap he's like next time you drop in bring you folks <laughs>
1: <laughs> like she is an 100 clueless the whole time and then a little later she starts there's some more like parody mm-hmm. when he can't uh hail or a, a hitchhike correctly,
0: literally hilarious. Honestly, like he it, literally could
2: not hold his thumb out. It's such a great scene, and from what I have one from from what I have read, uh, Cla- Claudette Colbert uh, did not want to uh, show a bit of skin uh, and <laughs> wanted a chorus girl to wanted a chorus girl to <laughs> to be her thigh double.
0: Wild.
1: There was a very, very noticeable cut.
0: <laughs> <There was a laughs> she said, um, "Not my thigh. Not that much leg. Not in I, this time period." She didn't
2: want to, but in, in the end, it is it is her thigh, and uh, it is probably one of the it is probably one of the scenes that yeah. If if the Hayes Code were in effect, no, <laughs> that would
1: no. And we see a disturbing amount of her nitty.
2: We see far too much. Oh my gosh, she's in pa- mm-hmm. she's in like the dude's pajamas, and it is it's a look.
0: She is. It's not bad. For
2: so much of it's the movie. Bad.
1: It's very true. Oh. Not to mention, okay, also, Claudette Colbert's voice seems to range a series of octaves. Yes. Depending <laughs> upon the scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it endlessly entertaining to me. Oh my gosh. Her father, too. So maybe it runs in the family.
0: (laughs) I think they're just trying to emote. (laughs) Acting was different back then.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's true. I mean, and we mentioned it a little bit before, but the side characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. A bus driver. The uh, Shapely. 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 (laughs) My boy Shapley—that's
2: a Cohen's character.
1: <laughs> I was not prepared for him to be so fearlessly annoying.
2: <laughs> <Not> <laughs> that was Clive Gable,
1: honestly. No. Every every third line, I was going, "Oh my God, stop!" <laughs> he wouldn't. Oh, he would. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> mm What was it? Uh Peace on the Side Shapely?
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: No, it was fun on the side. It was worse. Fun on the side shapely. Mm.
2: What what was what was the line? Uh it's the kind of girl you write to the wife about. <laughs> 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 what
1: an amazing guy. Uh oh, of course, I believe his name in the movie is Dunker, but the um, hitchhiker slash thief slash opera singer.
2: Oh my God. Alan Hale's character. <laughs> oh, he's so great.
1: Alan Hale's character. Yes. Oh, just a full opera scene. Why? I don't know. Uh, cause it was great.
2: <laughs> and, cause it made me laugh. And then it comes back to it where, where Peter is going, like driving down the road. And he's singing young people in love. Are <laughs>
1: young people in love are never hungry. <laughs> The fact he races after that guy's car, and I thought to myself, he looks like he could catch it. <laughs> and then he does, and wild. <laughs> I mean it was wild. To be that honest, he, he murdered that man.
0: <laughs> I I see, I was the exact opposite. I saw that scene and I was like, there's no way he's catching that car. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he came back with the car in like a little scrape. A tiny scrape.
2: Uh.
0: Oh, okay. Also, uh,
1: is, was it just me? King Wesley didn't seem that bad.
0: He really didn't. No,
2: obviously maybe a little why he likes him.
0: King Wesley
1: just seems cool. He, he flies autogyros being an aviator
0: and all. I don't know, You're him jumping King. off the plane was a little too much. But, uh, other than him being extra, he didn't seem like there was anything wrong with him.
1: Like, the way he was shot, I was kind of wondering if he was supposed to not be white. Huh. Which would
0: Hmm.
1: be... Yeah, I was wondering if he was, like, Egyptian or something. I mean, the actor is definitely white, but he's, you know, a little swarthy, so it's the 30s. He can be anything.
2: And I, oop, or worse, Italian.
1: I'm screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real problem. (laughs) Um, ooh. Also, uh, I, they kept saying that he was fake, and I assume yeah. they just mean he's, like, not, like, he's just kind of a shallow guy. I figured
0: it just but meant he was, like, extra and,
2: like, ostentatious. That's, that's how I interpreted it. Being ostentatious in the age of the Great Depression, uh, it's a it's a bad look. <laughs> it's
1: true. You gotta hide your wealth. That's true i i thought he was literally going to be a fake aviator like he was a con man or something and when he lands the autogyro and gets out you can see the pilot hiding in the front seat oh, and i thought oh what? Is like i missed a thing? that no no i think it's just the 30s mm-hmm. i think it was just you know it wasn't quite cropped out of shot mm, gotcha. but dang I was, I was like, oh, are they going to reveal it? No. No, I think he's just kind of cool.
0: <laughs> he's just cool, That's but fine. too showy with his money. It's true.
1: He was born 50 years too early. Or too late.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Mm. This, is, this is an imperial douchebag we're talking about here. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Oh. Uh, trying to think of... Oh, the... I mean, even the tiny characters. Like the, um, the couple who owned the the lodges
0: who kicked them out
1: (laughs) who just appear to be like what every set of cartoon side characters are based on (laughs) just some guy going i'm sorry (laughs) they seem nice they seem nice and her being
0: like they're not gonna scam us
1: oh but they had a call
0: you better get out of my hotel. I run a great establishment.
1: Hmm. <laughs> we're, we're nice people, which is why I'm making you leave in the dead of night.
0: <laughs> I'm kicking you out and telling you to go to the sheriff's office. Not even giving you a lift there. In the
2: middle of the night, a young girl on the road. I think I'd like you more if you were local. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan
1: of Clark Gable being like, I can't ask her to marry me if I don't have money. Weird. Uh, so it's the
0: '30s. It's the depression. <laughs> he, now that he turned but in, she that has so much money and, and got his thousand dollars and was like, "We're going to the islands." <laughs> I was like, "This is why." I literally was watching that scene, and my thought process, like as he left, I was like, "She's gonna wake up." He's not going to be there. He should have told her his plans. This is why you don't do surprises, because you get fucked up.
1: (laughs) Now, I don't know if I'd go as far as you should do no surprises ever.
0: I'm just saying. I was just like, Mm. I was like, she doesn't know the plan.
1: (laughs) Perhaps Perhaps there's a middle ground between no surprises and... Hmm, let me drive to New York City and write an article and sell the article and also get gas and then drive back before you wake up in the morning. Terrible plan.
0: Terrible plan. Let me take
1: this six-hour trip.
0: If he would have told her, it would have been a better plan. Because she could have told him it was a dumb plan. (laughs) Actually, no, she would not have known it was a dumb plan. He wouldn't have listened. She would not have listened, nor would she have known.
1: You just would have come along with him, That's all. Yeah.
2: Oh, wild. I, I just thought that was a also, wild choice.
1: Wait a second the um, the newspaper editor.
2: Yeah,
0: I loved him. Who
1: <laughs> appears to be um, Clark Gable's best friend and also his worst enemy.
0: <laughs> wild. He's literally uh, like, he's like, it's okay, man. I support you. After she's like about to marry King Wesley. <laughs> He's like you gave me my $1000 back. I can forgive you now.
1: He's like I read your article and I know it's real. I'm here for you, my friend. And cut to the other hour and a half of the movie where his
0: dialogue is entirely Aah! Yeah, the rest of his dialogue is just like fuck that guy.
1: He's going to give me a heart attack.
0: You better call my doctor. <laughs> I
1: love him so much. Every character in this movie is revealed to be cool.
0: Oh, you like, know what he reminds everyone? me of? Who? James Jonah Jameson.
1: Yes. <laughs> J. Jonah. Absolutely. We
0: love Spider-Man. We love. <laughs> is that am I thinking of the right person? You are. <laughs> no, you
1: are. I'm laughing at we love Spider-Man. <laughs>
0: well technically we hate spider-man
2: but I mean if we're get me Chodas, pictures of King Maxwell <laughs> there we go <laughs>
1: don't come back to this office unless you get a picture of King Wesley's autogyro. <laughs> it's a menace um, but no everybody seems like they suck and then they don't suck and that's the end of the movie <laughs>
2: That's the Frank Cap- That's Frank Capra's mo. It's to bring it's you into human life, show you all of its contradictory measures, and then reveal. Just kidding. Everyone is good-natured at heart. <laughs> I love it. That's the that's it's... the Capra touch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he has unerring oh. faith in in people. humanity. Total.
1: 100% faith in human, which for an Italian, wild.
0: <laughs> I'm screaming. You can't just say it like that.
1: That's right. All systems Argo is anti Italian. That doesn't seem right.
0: It's okay. They're white now. They've been white.
1: <laughs> They've been white for a while. They've been while. white
0: for a while, so it's okay.
1: It's fine. So, uh, great movie. I mean, like uh, f- fully fully recommend. I mean, okay. It's, I mean, it's so it's not not chauvinist.
0: Uh yeah, the the movie could absolutely do with less misogyny.
1: Like a tad, That's- like a tad and by a tad I do mean quite a bit.
2: That's true, but let me hit you hit let me hit you with this. Uh it's not Peter's story. It's Ellie's. Now you laid down. You laid up down the need, point. You, Have you, can you walked s- me through it. I, yeah, I'm
0: gonna need you to help me catch up.
2: <laughs> the movie starts with with Ellie in mm. a, with Ellie's allegiance. Clark Gable, uh, Peter is just a is is the is the thing that happens one night. Mm. You know, he just he runs into her life. You know, spontaneously. You know. But it's her inner life, you know, that we are privileged to see throughout the movie. We're the one; she's the one who gets the adoring close-up, you know, uh, lit lit entirely by the moon as she gazes out of the window, thinking about tomorrow. You know, she's the one who um, who gets to make that big final decision uh, at the altar. Um, you know, she is pushing the movie forward. And yes, Peter pushes her, pushes her back, but it gives her more and more reason to develop her own sense of desire and yearning. And to discover that this thing that happened spontaneously, instead of this thing that she arranged for herself, is the thing that she, that she, that she wants. Because it excites her. Because it brings new life to her world. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense. It does. And I do grant you that the story is bent on her will. But I also think that when I'm thinking of the touches of misogyny <laughs> that mm. are still interlaced in the film, um, I guess I think of the way that before they begin their sort of tryst uh, where they're flirting and uh, having a little bit of a good time, Like Peter Warren is certainly like my notes say creepy and keeps watching her and insisting he knows what's good for her. And uh, and like, I don't know. I like, I do like the push and pull between the two of them um, because I think that that's a part of what adds charm to the story. Um, But I think that in this, I think that the movie is certainly dated in the way that she's treated like a child by her father, by the media and by Peter, where like he kind of is choosing to take care of her like a child, which to a certain extent makes sense. She is like a lost rich kid who doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But also he takes the extra step of like trying to humble her in a way that is, misogyny that still exists um where many men feel the need to tell women that they deserve less
2: that's true and i i definitely see that there is uh that in vandalization that appears as a motif throughout it uh i will say uh that it is her she takes it upon herself to demonstrate maturity throughout uh you know, in that in that pushing back, that moment where instead of sitting back on the fence and watching Peter fail at uh, hitch at hitching a ride, she hitches up her skirt uh, in this, yeah. in th- this display of, well, adult competence. behavior
0: <laughs> adult behavior and competence in that showing that she's able to get around without his help. <laughs> right, um, so I do think that there is like enough pushback by the the movie to show that she can take
2: action on her own, yes, which but I her think your but her but yes. her world is populated by men who underestimate her, and yes that exactly can be, that can be tough to watch i
1: I think also there's a real like the first half of it, especially is much worse with
0: that, yes. The second like, half of the movie is a lot more playful and a lot more of her choice. Once they leave, once they, once the,
1: we get to the bus singing scene, which, by the way, oh the bus! Oh singing my god,
0: scene. I was singing that for like an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do they sing? What is it? The, tra- the man, the, on, the the man on the flying
0: trapeze. Oh, sorry.
1: Which is just I got cucked by a trapeze man. It's so three crazy. verses.
2: And there's one that's told from a male lover's point of view. Did you catch it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Haze Code Wishes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Like, before that, I think it's a lot harsher, and it it felt... It didn't feel like a romance, frankly. It felt more like a... Almost like a father-figure-kid kind of vibe. Yeah. And then after that it definitely turns and it gets a lot more playful and it's not as weird well and that- the man
0: reveals himself to be a <laughs> 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 and, it
1: and she comes across as a much more like rounded fully formed person too right. and it's like oh this is good
0: <sighs>
2: yeah because as peter gets to learn about her so too does the audience.
0: Exactly. Uh,
2: We're introduced to her with this, you know, this singular act of defiance leaping from the leaping from the boat. Uh, And then, you know, and we can see her as this, as kind of this rich kid lost in the world, but then, you know, we, the audience follow them. And this is the great thing about like the road movie format also uh, is that through each encounter, as she learns more about the world she inhabits and her place in it. So we conversely learn more about her world and how she fits into our world.
0: Yeah, and I also like the give and take between the two of them in that we're kind of seeing her choice her going from someone who's like purposefully very defiant mm-hmm. um to starting to realize that she can give in. <laughs> In certain ways, and sometimes her being purposefully defiant isn't necessary, like Mm -hmm. when she eats the carrot. (laughs) And she's like, actually, I am hungry. Yeah, there's no reason for me to really
2: be against doing this. Right. Or the moment where she bypasses the line at the women's showers. Exactly. Um, It's interesting watching her also, like, learn rules.
0: Uh, They'll wait for me The boss will definitely wait for me <laughs> <laughs> Because I told them I was gonna be late
1: <laughs> oh, Fully Fully 20 minutes late
0: Fully yeah, loses Fully gets her bag stolen <laughs> At the start of the movie Although I did like that she smoked That's a sidebar
1: Why? I'm just curious.
0: Um, I just feel like a lot of older movies don't show women smoking. Um, And women smoking in older movies is usually a sign of independence. Um, Like their goal isn't to be attractive. Does that make sense?
1: I think so. I don't know if I've seen enough older movies Smoking was considered
0: unsightly for women in a lot of spaces. That checks out. So I liked that. It's a small detail, but I thought it really added to her character.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I can't say I noticed it, but in hindsight, next time maybe I will.
0: And obviously, you know, she gets robbed after that, but (laughs) she's smoking and then uh, with her body turned away from her bag and the guy just steals it. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, but I did
2: think it was a nice detail. I was just thinking about you know are there are there movies that were made in the forties and fifties that ha- that have prominent scenes of women smoking, and there are definitely some where it's like yeah the uh like like a like a cigarette holder or something like that, but just like a full- just like a full on cig, yeah a full on not, cigarette, yeah but yeah, like not meant more to be in elegant. the like
1: fifties sixties, but
2: well, '60s is a is is a huge sea change for uh for the landscape of American film. Uh So it's true. Um, but mm. the '40s and '50s were you know where Hollywood, Hollywood was still in control of what was kind of was the image machine. Uh yeah. I'm 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 wonder I'm wondering about it. But I believe Jess is right that it is mostly this sort of uh this sort of high life glamour kind of fascination a a luxury it's because it's a luxury product Mm -hmm. uh on a on a certain level uh but the fact that it is kind of this you know just having a smoke (laughs) while the bus is stopped uh there's it, it 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 definitely feels like it's more in line of the movie uh even though it is you know about you know this rich woman landing in this world of um uh, of, of, the, of the downtrodden but hopeful, uh, it doesn't feel. And I don't know if you, I don't know how you, you all perceived it, but to me, the movie doesn't feel like it's about the universe teaching this rich woman a lesson about how the other half lives. Um,
0: yeah, it to, doesn't feel that condescending.
1: No. Yeah, no, I didn't get that feel either. No. Every now and then, it kind of flirts with it a little bit, but frankly it, it just it isn't focused on the plight of other people that much it's certainly part of the background and it, it mm-hmm. does matter thematically at points I mean there is the time she gives that10 dollar bill to that um 28 year old <laughs> young girl um, mm-hmm. well young boy but 20, played by a 28 year old woman mm-hmm. uh, also that was a ten dollar bill. He said that was a 10 spot, and I did a triple take. He <laughs> <laughs> gave him, like, $200. <laughs> Wild. Honestly,
0: but. I feel like, yeah, that's... Honestly, I feel like it's moments like that that, to me, make it feel more like a fish-out-of-water movie than <laughs> than yeah. anything else. Uh, and if we're connecting it back to
2: Argo... Are we?
0: aren't they both kind of fish out of water movies that engage the media
2: the second half of argo now you're gonna need to
1: you're gonna need to walk me through
0: that i'm screaming i literally can't i thought of it two seconds ago (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know because i was thinking about um after I was done considering the fact that both Ben Affleck's, uh, Ben Affleck in Gone Girl and Ben Affleck in Argo are the same Ben Affleck, um, after I was considering the uh, Ben Affleck uh, universe, <laughs> extended universe, the um, the B A E U, if you will, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, after considering that, uh, I was just thinking about the way that. Um, For Argo, you're still seeing all of these people who clearly do not belong in this country (laughs) trying to just, like, deal and get out. It's almost a fish out of water.
1: But there's so much... It's Like, there's so much less of a...
0: And there's Ben Affleck in Hollywood trying to figure out how Hollywood works.
1: And, like, in both cases somehow there's a real it's it's not contempt it's just like neither hollywood nor um iran <laughs> are viewed with any kind of like empathy it they are hostile unfamiliar landscapes for the characters to deal with whereas america as shown in it happened one night is just a country it's just, it's just a normal life mm-hmm. sometimes it's hostile sometimes it's not you know they're poor for most of the time so it's more hostile than it would otherwise be because capitalism but like you know there are fun people there are nice people there are moments of human connection there are moments of you know human suffering it's it's a much more i think Inclusive view of life than Argo has because Argo is not about life it's
2: it's uh, about movies
0: uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so what you're saying is one is a good fish out of water movie and the other is a bad fish out of
2: water movie well, well the
1: other isn't a fish out of water
2: movie <laughs> well argo doesn't comp if Argo is a movie about you know as the um as the tour guide in the bazaar says, um, the idea of the, fo- the foreign person learning learning customs uh, as comedy, uh, Argo um, treats uh, that premise with utter disdain. <laughs> yeah, no, not a single character really even
0: considers even the idea of looking at the Iranians as people whose culture you'd need to learn. And the movie doesn't look at that either.
2: Right. Uh, The movie has, uh, treats that, the idea of making a movie about understanding cultural differences, uh, as ludicrous babble from an insignificant figure. And outright rejects it in the movie. Yes. Uh, It has no interest uh, in anything other than extolling the magic of the movies. Uh, and the uh, the magic of the American movie machine.
1: The CIA.
2: The CIA woke AF.
1: <laughs> Noted movie makers, the CIA. But yeah, well, no. I mean yes,
2: but I mean yes. <laughs> <laughs> you no, I mean, how Pitch Perfect three was like an ad for the army. No. That would require me to have watched Pitch Perfect. Thank you. Fair
0: enough. Th- okay, you know what? Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not against it, although I do remember how, like, most of the MCU operates as an ad for the Army, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, uh, the, the first the first Parents movie. franchise, too. Really? Oh, shit, you're right. What franchise? Meet the Parents. Have you seen... <laughs>
0: You know, <laughs> you really skip be throwing it. these out here, like I'm gonna have seen them. Fuck it, skip it. <laughs> I'm screaming.
1: Dang, I was sure you would have seen. Oh the, wait, the this movie?
0: Chest. I've seen this movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> it came on regular TV. All yeah, right.
1: that's that's all it that comes on now.
0: Because the other ones meet the Fosters, right?
2: Or no. Meet the Fockers? <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> that was close. And then,
1: of course, the brilliant end of the trilogy, meet the little Fockers.
0: There isn't a third one. <laughs> yeah, there, they they, they did not dare to make a third one yeah, of these Yeah, they have things. kids. Meet the little- What? No! This
2: really exists! I thought you were fucking with me. <laughs> I don't lie about the Focker-verse. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's And it's an hour and 38 minutes. Yeah, that's that's, you know, it's mercifully short.
1: The MCU does a movie, not have any,
2: <laughs> but it shouldn't exist.
1: <laughs> no time to waste for the fucker cinematic universe.
0: I can't believe Meet the Parents is an hour 48. Too long.
2: Meanwhile, it happened one night. Uh, an hour and 45 zips by. Fast, Honestly, such a great movie.
0: movie. So quick. I was engaged the whole time.
1: I don't even think it's worth asking if this is better than Argo, because we know the answer.
2: We spent... Listen, okay, look. We spent 20 minutes talking about about Argo <laughs> and the lack of things we had to say about it. We have spent... Forty. We have spent upwards of 40 minutes talking about the horniest best picture winner in history. <laughs> Clearly, this passes the Argo rule.
1: Argo, so deeply unhorny. It happened one night. So powerfully horny. Who can choose? No, no question.
2: No question. So aggressively horny.
1: All systems Argo, for it happened one night. I mean, come
2: on now. That's right. <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh Jordan, you had anything you want to plug?
2: Uh there's a new episode of Robots Into Guys. Uh, it is a queer reading of the Transformers franchise. We are working our way through generation 1 of the animated series and it's me and it is a previous guest on the po- on this podcast, David and David's partner Gigi. And that's also on the Brunch Sucks network. And where can we find you? And you can follow me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E L E, A F F E L E F A N T E Triple One on Twitter. Nice. That's a good handle. Thank you. I it's my original one from when I created the account in two thousand nine. Wild, wildly powerful.
0: Wildly powerful.
1: I still use my. Uh, Yahoo name from when I was seven, Darth underscore Jamal. Like
0: <laughs> <one>? <laughs> so like, I feel um, it. I remember you giving me your password to like I don't know something, and I remember being like, Darth Jamal. <laughs> 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 you really like, don't question it. I was like, okay, I haven't. Think- oh, but that was before I see I saw Star Wars because i don't think i saw star wars till our third year in college
1: oh well now that we've discussed my gamer tag uh (laughs) thanks everybody for listening check uh, us out on
2: ps vita
1: If you can find a PSP, listen to
2: all episodes.
0: If you can find Elefante on MySpace, <laughs> look
2: for that high angle. You follow me on Bumble.
1: That's right, folks. We are on Quibi.
2: <laughs> we are on We are on Quora. <laughs> we found a way to get on Quibi after it was condemned to death. <laughs>
1: You, Yahoo Answers may be gone, but we are still on it. Find Yahoo Answers.
2: Yeah, check my Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Find us on Vine. I'm on Yik Yak. I'm out here uh, on a on a group chat with Chastin Buttigieg on GroupMate. <laughs> 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 it's me. Ooh. It's Chasten Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Chastin. <laughs> we're playing Resident Evil 8
1: that's right we're streaming on Mixer (laughs)
0: let me find you on
1: meetups
0: (laughs) that's right thank you everyone for listening bye Hey everyone, it's Jess. Did you think it happened one night past the Argo rule? Share your thoughts with us by following at the Argo rule on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All Systems Argo was edited and processed using Alitu and Audacity. The music in this episode was Nobody by Burt Williams. All Systems Argo is produced by Ian White, Jess Hassell, and Jamal B. Barringer. A big thank you to Ian for their editing work on this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.